0: Hello, everyone. This is Heather. This is Kara. And you're listening to I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking. It's our podcast. Today we have a special uh, edition. Uh, we are going to do a loose, freeform, semi watch along of the 1971 film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the mind bending musical. Kara, how long has this movie been a part of your life?
1: I would say all of it.
0: <laughs> not
1: not just many years. It's been the whole all, the whole time, and the reason why this came up is because after a year of self isolation, the meme we saw online was of didn't think I would be in a bed like Grandpa Joe, but here we are.
0: <laughs> Just living your
1: best life in pajamas.
0: And then also, of course, for years upon years, I feel like it was the very first, if not in the first wave of when memes became a thing, is the portrait of Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka with resting his fist against his head and it and always starts with oh really and then there's some sort of smug, tell me more s- smug comment underneath i think it's called sarcastic willy wonka or sarcastic gene wilder Strawberry
1: tastes like strawberries. <laughs> so. which licking the wallpaper nowadays definitely would not fly no what about drinking from the uh chocolate river well, I don't think that was ever a
0: good idea, as as we will see. So, um, for those of you who have never seen the, the original, film, the original film, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, 1971, let me just give you the tagline for it. <clears throat> a poor but hopeful boy seeks one of the five coveted golden tickets that will send him on a tour of Willy Wonka's mysterious... Chocolate Factory. And of course, this is based on the book by Roald Dahl. The book was called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Years upon years later, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory fil- the film was remade and given the original title as the book. And of course, it was directed by Tim Burton. And it starred Johnny Depp. And uh, the Oompa Loompas were then Recast and multiplied by the actor Deep Roy. And um, that's the new... And I'm sure that someday it will be remade again. But today, we are talking about the first original film.
1: I have to tell you, as a child, when I first saw this film, uh, there's some parts that really freaked me out. And also, I didn't know... That Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was a book
0: Mm. the film. I never read the book. I've
1: never read the book, and I've I've always loved the film. And fun fact, the DVD copy that we have in our possession, Mm -hmm. I bought from Blockbuster.
0: That's right. Close it out. Uh, So I'll say also this about this movie. The director is Mel Stewart. We have to give credit where credit is due.
1: I think what's interesting about the original film with Gene Wilder and the remake with Johnny Depp is that people either love or hate Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and I think that Gene Wilder is the character is Mr. Wonka, uh, I can't think of anybody else being Mr. Wonka, and when they remade it, and they're like, oh, it's Tim Burton, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great, because it's going to be weird, and strange, and bright, and very, uh, what is it, kitsch, mm-hmm. um, and they went in that direction where Johnny Depp had these big fake teeth, and the glasses, and the hair, and, and the crush the nod uh to the original with the Mm -hmm. crushed velvet suit and the cane uh wow that was wild so he had this he embodied a different wonka
0: yes i think it was great that they took it in a whole nother approach and didn't do a carbon copy remake for sure. It was, they brought every and a whole new vision to the, to the screen. And so I appreciate that. And there are some really fantastic moments, um, in the remake. Um, I should say before we go any further, um, if you haven't seen either movie, um, spoiler alerts ahead, because I'm going to, we're going to talk about what we're seeing. And so anyway, spoiler alert, um, One of my favorite parts in the remake is when they flash back to Willy Wonka's childhood and he says he's going to run away from home and visit every chocolate factory on the planet. And so there's a montage of the kid spinning and looking up towards the sky in awe. And there's a a montage of flags from around the world that went past his head. So... If you've seen a movie, montages are obviously a way to accelerate time the and time, time. Time and travel, it's be right? A montage. So when you see it, you're assuming, oh my gosh, he really did it. He went around the world. And they pull back to reveal he's literally at a museum of flags from around the world. And he was just spinning in a room. And that killed me i thought that was so fantastic i loved that part it, it's so fast but and it could have been cut so easily and it wouldn't affect the story at all but they kept it in and i loved it
1: i have to correct myself that i meant to say the word and use the word camp yes not kit. so very very camp yes and tim burton is known for that. I don't know if he was at the Met Gala for camp. (laughs) He could have been camping at the Met Gala a few years back. But you really can't go wrong with the innocence of the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. And the actor who plays... Charlie
0: this was his only film yes it was his first and only film and um he didn't I said do you want to do more movies after this and he goes not really and they go okay so he is a veterinarian that's what he grew up to do he cared for the animals and his name is Peter Ostrom
1: I wonder if anybody what is a great actually-
0: way to retire on top Right, yeah.
1: he goes. Hey, I did a great movie. And Legacy secure, yes. And as and as we've uh, said that Gene Wilder plays Wonka, and so the whole idea behind this whole the chocolate factory, they have to give it, you know, an heir. Uh, who's going to inherit the factory and also what made me want to do this podcast or this episode about the chocolate factory we'll do another episode about chocolate and candy because the history channel we were flipping through the channels and there's the history of the candy that built america it
0: was so fantastic you guys um check it out if you can on demand it I thought it was an entire series, but it's actually just one episode. So you can carve out time in your schedule to watch it. And It's totally worth it. It's about
1: Hershey's. It's about Reese's. It's about Baby Ruth's. I mean, come on. How could you not? And then they got the guy who does the bass line for the music (laughs) and the same serious voiceover. Yeah for the episodes Mm -hmm. and he's like Hershey they invest
0: all their money in building yeah the voiceover guy is using a tone that's like reserved for world war ii documentaries and he's literally talking about putting peanuts in milk chocolate and it's just so fantastic i love the commitment this
1: Piggybacks on the popularity of the series that the History Channel did called "The Men Who Built America," and that is like a ten-part mini series mm-hmm. that talks about Vanderbilt. It talks about
0: uh, Carnegie. Yes, which
1: is it Carnegie or is it Carnegie?
0: I don't know. We, you know, we have scholars have, mis- have debated. <laughs> yes, we, there are people
1: in the documentary that pronounce it both ways. Anyway back to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. candy, candy fortunes. Heather, if there was a contest mm-hmm. and the prize was in a piece of candy, <laughs> yes. before we even do a deep dive into this film, if you got the golden ticket, I I have a feeling that if you found the golden ticket in the candy, you wouldn't tell anybody, you wouldn't say anything, you would keep it literally in a lockbox or in your wallet, and then when the day came around, you would just disappear. We'd be like, Hey, has any has anybody seen Heather? No, maybe she went to go get her vaccine. I don't know what's up. And then we would see her outside the gates in her Sunday vest with a damn hat. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> Who's her plus one? Didn't need it. Like, <laughs> you like You go by yourself. <laughs> so offended. So hurt. Uh, so disappointed. Well,
0: if you're if this is being brought up because of the time that I got front row seats at a concert and I could I was offered when I was getting the tickets online, they I put in for two tickets, and it popped up. One was in the front row, and one was in the tenth row. And I purchased, and I took the front row ticket, and you got the tenth row ticket. Is that what we're talking about? Is no, this what I, w- I would have done.
1: I would have done the same thing. If okay, that, if that was
0: true. You were still in the building, and we rode together, and we ate dinner together, and we both did the same show. Do you remember? I don't even remember. Oh, see? So
1: you, went, so you weren't traumatized. Good. No, it was fine. That oh, was okay. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Who,
0: it was who for my... Adam Lambert. That's what, oh. in case people are on the edge of their seat. Oh. We drove all the way to Orange County to, gosh, what is that? What? Pacific Amphitheater the fair at the Orange County Fairgrounds. And Adam Lambert was having his first solo tour. And it was opening night at that venue. He was there for two days. And, um, I got, uh, it wasn't, from, it was third, well, it was, it was third row. I won't say it's front row, third row, but it was still pretty good. I was in the golden circle. That was the section it was called. And, um, so we drove all the way up there. We had dinner and then we spent all the time together in the, going to the merch booth and everything else. And, uh, then, uh, it was time for, and we even hung out together, um, at the top of the section, before going to our seats during the opening act. So we were together the whole time. And then, you know, it was time for the actual show. And so we split off and I went down into the golden circle and you went to your section. And uh, the people sitting next to me were very nice, uh, mostly ladies. And so these ladies ask me, they go, who are you here with? Are you here all by yourself? I go, no, I came with my sister. They go, where is she? I go, ten rows back. <laughs> <laughs> I just see Heather.
1: I just see Heather and her sparkles. I can see her all the way, you know. She's not that far from me. No! but You know, Heather has a Heather's very soft-spoken. I am very loud, as you all know. And my voice projects and carries. So I'm sure. So I see Heather you know and her blonde hair and she's got her you know sparkles on and i just see her gesturing in my direction <laughs> pointing and then people turning around and waving and so i just would wave back because i'm like do we know these people i i've got everybody's division, friends in the but golden everybody's circle. that's right that's oh right uh, so i didn't want to be rude people yeah. who typically tend to sit in the same area yeah as we do, are like the same vibe or same type of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would make sense. Mm-hmm. But I love how this is literally the, f- the freeform uh, rabbit hole going <laughs> completely away from Charlie uh, and the speak- Chocolate The factor. reason
0: that we're doing this anyway is because we were, we were flipping through the freeform channel, and uh, one of the ten movies that they have on rotate constant rotation is the 1971 musical starring Gene Wilder. Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, and um, we started watching it. About we were like, came in the middle, and uh, we just started having some observations. And we said, Do you know what, this is lightning in a bottle, and you guys are going to be witness,
1: <laughs> and be- you're going to benefit from this from us going. Wait, hold on, pause. Hold that thought or write it down on a piece of paper. Wait for me to uh, get the microphone ready and press record so not everything uh, gets out in the open. Um, But uh, unfortunately, uh, the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is not available immediately for free on streaming. You can purchase it right now. It's on special. Uh, on Amazon Prime, it's either a dollar or a dollar ninety nine
0: to but, stream it.
1: To stream it, which is great. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, the copy that we have is from a blockbuster that mm-hmm. I bought when it closed. And depending on what size format you would like to watch, it is a flip over DVD. So one side of the DVD is widescreen, and then if you want to watch it in uh, full screen. You flip the DVD over. Oh, man. It's a double disc, but it's on a single disc. Mm
0: -mm -mm. Not Blu-ray. So, before we... Again, before we start, we'll just say... um, We love this movie. It is a classic. Uh, Everything about it is perfection, and I couldn't imagine it being any other way. And that is what we're going into this energy. But we're going to talk about this movie. Because I think there's a lot of things that would not... Be able
1: to be in this film if it was made today. Sure. If it had never been made before, and they discovered the book and said, "Hey, let's make this book into a film."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I love the cast. Mm-hmm. I love the scoring. I love the cinematography. Uh, I love the practical effects mm-hmm. that they do. Um, and then, of course, Gene Wilder delivers some of the best one-liners that, again, Heather and I use pop culture references that we use to describe our feelings all the time um, come from this film. So, with that, I think that we're ready. Yes. We're ready. Let's do it. Can I also mention that I love the montage of the opening film, which is about the raw cacao... The cocoa beans being made in the process of making
0: chocolate. It reminds me of the segment from old school Sesame Street where they went to the crayon factory and they showed how crayons were made. It's so fantastic. No, It looks like a Kit Kat bar is now made Now again,
1: uh, is it crayon or crayon?
0: Don't even get you started. How, how dare you? How dare you? (laughs) I think it also
1: depends on where where you're brought up. Sure. There's a dialogue coach, Heather. Oh. Look, they're making Hershey's Kisses, but they can't be Hershey's. Well, because it's Willy Wonka's (laughs) Chocolate Factory. The Willy Wonka Candy Company in real life does make different varieties of candy.
0: Yeah. Don't they make nerds? Yes, they do.
1: And I think they make that Laffy Taffy.
0: <laughs> so this opening sequence was filmed, as you would suspect, as at an actual chocolate factory in Switzerland. And the company's name is Tobler. I wonder if they make Toblerone. I bet you they do. And Mel Stewart is the director. Yes. Okay, school's out. School's
1: out. I won't sing the song so we don't have to pay for it. <laughs> is it like the last day of of school going into summer? Like I've uh, never I seen mean, well, I children. Think it's just
0: the weekend, yo? Yeah. Uh so the film was the film was shot in Munich, Germany, which is why the town is so fantastic.
1: Now I've been to Germany. Uh and Yes, everything is very old, and it has all the specialty candy shops. And so here we have a specialty candy shop, and I love that he's like a soda jerk with a striped shirt. Yes. And he's in, he's showing all the children <clears throat> the different kinds of candy. And the new Wonka bar is the diliumtious bar. And it's like super... It's like super supercalifragilisticexpialidocious because in order to fit the word on the candy bar, it's a very skinny, long, single piece of candy. And then, of course, that brings us to our first song, The Candyman Can. Yes. The Candyman Every Can. Every single song in this is incredible. Who can take a sunrise,
0: Heather? Dip it in a dream.
1: Look at, th- look at this. He's just pouring candy into children's hands. Are they paying for that candy? I don't think so. Okay, you know what? That explains why these children are running to the candy shop. Because yeah. he's giving away free candy. He's literally pouring it into children's so hands. Almost
0: all of the songs, if not all the songs, are written by Anthony Newley and Leslie Burkus. Oh, the dots on the pieces of paper. Look at that. Anthony Newley, if you didn't know, he is in the 70s film Dr. Doolittle with Rex Harrison. And he was a very big recording artist and actually was one of David Bowie's very first musical inspirations. If you listen to um, David Bowie's like first album, he's trying very hard to replicate the style of Anthony Newley. So this makes total sense of why I love the music in this film.
1: Look at these kids just. They are sucking down the sugary drinks. They are shoveling candy, sugar candies, chocolate in the montage. The, look, he's letting them behind the
0: counter. And Leslie Burkus, the, the other part of the songwriting team. He has wr- written several of the James Bond themes. Wow. FYI. Makes the world taste good. He also wrote music for Dr. D-Little with Rex Harrison. Stan and Anthony Newley. there you go. 1967 is doctor And then D-Little.
1: there's little Charlie outside. <laughs> In the
0: window, oh my gosh, like a reverse pet shop he's looking up. Ugh. Now, this kind of gives us an introduction that all these kids
1: ran... Do you think that these kids just paid money up front, or he was giving away the candy to these kids because he knows that he knows that they have money? That's he's enticing them to hey try this,
0: like, and it'll like make they sure they have that... a a subway punch, subway sandwich punch card, and he they're regulars, and so they get extras because he knows that they're good for it. That they're always gonna
1: come running every day, yeah. for the new candy.
0: Yeah, so what you're saying is some, want, some of them should have had a Ziploc bag in their pocket and put the free candy in the Ziploc and then chucked it out to Charlie. Or better yet, on their way
1: out, they could be like, Oh, <laughs> too, this, you know, would you think it would be better if the kids were like, Oh, I'm, I, oh, this lollipop is too big. I can't finish it. Here, Charlie, you want it? Have ha- half eaten lollipop. <laughs> Half-eaten bar chocolate. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Back in the day? Yeah. Give me that Belgian (coughs) chocolate. Go look up what penny licks are. Oh, please. No, I'm gonna... (laughs) So, we have Charlie looking in the window, and he does not go in for the smorgasbord of candy. He's got his little satchel, which is empty. Because he's
0: picking up. He's picking up the papers. Oh, that's right. So that, this is, obviously, as we said, this is filmed entirely in Munich. Um, That would probably be why they needed a dialect coach. Because it was filmed for America. Um, And as you could tell from the newspaper man, he had a very heavy accent.
1: But he Um, said, say hello to your Grandpa Joe for (laughs) me. No, I, I love
0: the way everyone speaks in this. I'm just saying.
1: So as Charlie is on his paper route...
0: Everything fits with the, the sets and the locations and the way people talk and the way they dress. It's all fantastic. So I think that this is what we would
1: call or refer to as the evening post. Because
0: uh, he, it's
1: getting darker yes. as he is making his journey and throwing these papers. And I think the, the paper guy obviously is friends with Grandpa Joe...
0: Yes. Can you deliver this that's how on? It, I, I bet you that's how he got the job. Right.
1: It's who you know. That's <laughs> right. Um, so as he's making his way home, I'm assuming, and dropping off the papers, he passes by the gates of the Wonka factory, which it looks very dark and quiet. Not a lot going on. And the tone
0: of the music changes. Nobody ever goes in. Nobody ever comes out," says the scary man with hatchets on a handcart. For what reason, I ask? Okay, we get the first shot of the four in the bed, which, which is what the meme Kara was talking about, of everybody hashtag pandemic isolation quarantine. Now, am I... Is it my eyes, is it the TV, or does Grandpa Joe's nightgown have a huge stain on the front? Well, remember, he's in a bed.
1: (laughs) Eating soup. Eating soup, and he's saying as soon as he gets his strength
0: back. Yeah, we never find out what their problem is. Well. Except, well, the other two are really, really old. As opposed to the other two. Yeah, Grandpa Joe is not that old.
1: Grandpa Joe well, he, is like average. He could be Charlie's father's age, yet he's Grandpa Joe.
0: Well, he's he's played by Jack Albertson, who was also on the television show Chico and the Man, who was uh, Chico was played by Freddie Prince, who is the father of Fre- Freddie Prince Jr. Um, wow! In case you didn't know,
1: Charlie comes home from delivering his his papers uh, with a delicious. Loaf of bread.
0: It is a very nice loaf of bread. The
1: the family enjoys the loaf of bread, the fresh bread. Yes. And so now Charlie is talking to Grandpa Joe and everyone else is asleep. And so Grandpa Joe is telling Charlie the history and the origin story of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate (laughs) Factory of why no one ever goes in and why never... No one ever comes out.
0: Grandpa Joe tells us that after three years of the factory being completely closed, all of a sudden the factory came to life and people uh, and, and chocolate and product became pumping out of the thing again. But why did that happen? Who's running the machines? No one knows. But who?
1: Who's making all the chocolate?
0: That is the biggest mystery of them all. Except why I have four grandparents in a bed. (laughs) That's not the bigger mystery that applies to me, but okay.
1: So we're now fast forward, flash forward to Charlie being back at school. He's in chemistry class and the chemistry teacher has giant glass bottles of different chemicals and stuff that he's going to pour together to make chemical reactions, which I love. Again, the practical uh special effects in this film, but he starts talking about
0: chocolate. Well his the actor's name is David Batley and he's incredible.
1: I, I don't like how they are not wearing protective eyewear though. Oh class is now interrupted by a ruckus and children running outside and apparently news has broken that Willy Wonka has hidden five golden tickets in his chocolate bars. And he's giving away all his fortune and all of his chocolate. And the teacher proceeds to say, Class dismissed! I have never in my life would this have ever happened. I mean, but then again, this is European schools, so...
0: (laughs) You gotta buy Wonka Wonka bars. bars. He's hidden them inside Wonka bars. You gotta buy Wonka bars. To find them. Boy, that's a great ad campaign if I ever heard one.
1: And Charlie just... He's the last one out of the classroom.
0: Because why should he rush? He's got no monies. As... As has been established. <laughs> yes. And now we go to the fake newsreel, which I love. He's
1: supposed to be like a Wal- Walter Cronkite
0: Oh, kind sure!
1: Of and Grandpa Joe... Appreciates the Enterprise, yes. And says... You will, He will sell millions of bars of chocolate because it'll create a buying frenzy to try and find...
0: Which which is proven in a montage all around the world.
1: Look at, look at there's a van outside the White House. That's fantastic. Oh, and they're at Vaughn's.
0: Nice. So we're going to be coming back quite a bit to this uh, particular newsman because he has his big map and he has his numbers... And he's putting in the pins where all the all the tickets have been found. And ticket number one. And in
1: Dusselheim. Dusselheim
0: is where the first ticket is. Augustus Glut. And the reporter is in a steakhouse or some sort of restaurant. And there's antlers on the wall. And, of course, the cameraman puts him right in front of the antlers. So it looks like he's antlers. And I love it.
1: And it's Augustus
0: Glut. That's right. And...
1: He's always hungry, and he's got his lederhosen on.
0: His dad eats the microphone. I love it. And now we see uh, Slugworth. Slugworth makes his first appearance. He's
1: got a scar on the side of his face. Oh, and now we go back to the four grandparents in the bed, and it's Charlie's birthday. Open the present, Charlie. Both grandmas and the mom sewed him, or knitted, Knitted. a beautiful red red scarf. scarf.
0: And the one little old lady goes, I did the end with the tassels. This
1: is so cute. And then Grandpa (laughs) Joe
0: got uh, Charlie a piece of chocolate. Which, P.S., I never noticed it before. Can you pause it for a second? I never noticed it before. This scarf that he's wearing is solid red. Every scene that we had previously seen, the grandma was knitting. The scene before this, where we saw her, she was knitting a red and white striped, very, where's Waldo um, scarf. And before that, she was knitting a scarf of a different color neither of which are the presents she gave. So that woman is knitting, and presumably the mom is selling those on her behalf. Um, she's working from home. What is Grandpa Joe doing? The other two I don't have a problem with because they are pretty much unconscious every time we see them, so they can slide. But uh, she's she's knitting. Do they, she's selling. She's putting they- it up on Etsy or Poshmark. Uh, Makari, whatever, what have you? Perhaps any eBay account (laughs) offer up. Well, remember that Charlie's mom
1: is doing laundry. Yes, she's a laundry,
0: laundress, laundress with the big bucket and barrels. (laughs) And and her name, last name is Bucket. Charlie Bucket. Mm. I would,
1: I would make a. Uh, Robin Hood men in tights reference about ch- It's a good change. <laughs> it's a good change.
0: But going back to the scene that we're actually watching. Okay, so he's got the fabulous red scarf. I would love that scarf. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. So they've all pooled their money together and they've bought him a, a Wonka chocolate. Um, but a, what kind is it?
1: It's not a Wonka bar.
0: Is even, it's not even a Wonka bar, and I, I have not seen. Uh, that's the only item. That's the only product that is promising the chance at the Wonka now, bar. Here's I mean, my, the golden ticket. Here's Am I my wrong? question,
1: though, Heather. There's no discernible markings. On this chocolate bar that Charlie is hastily unwrapping. We have it paused right now. Do you think that they didn't get the graphics and the Wonka bar? The props hadn't come in the mail yet. And they go, we got it. Because it looks like tissue paper. Yeah. It doesn't have... It doesn't say Wonka chocolate. Because... even when we had the opening montage of the the candy man mm-hmm. pouring candy into children's hands he showed the the what's call it that was in a package but you didn't see the wonka bar
0: no which
1: was given so out the so was it a rollout news. was
0: this the rollout it's of t- the wonka bar that was the product launch of the wonka bar
1: because they're saying open it charlie open it and show us if it's the ticket. So the question is, is that what now there's two ways you can go. One was the graphics department and the, the actual product not actually made at this point in the filming. And Mm -hmm. they're like, just give them a piece of candy and block (laughs) out what it's on. Or is it that this family is so poor and so clueless that they assume any chocolate, made by Wonka has the golden ticket. The possibility
0: in it. of the golden ticket. Now that's entirely possible because maybe they were going with how, you know, at Christmas time you make a Christmas list and your parents or your grandparents or your grandparents say to your parents, oh just give me their Christmas list and you give it to them and they get like the generic brand of something or something completely not even close and the people at the toy store or whatever are so overwhelmed with all the other people that are demanding exactly what the correct trendy thing is and when a person comes in that's clueless like they're not gonna effing know the difference i'm just gonna shove the thing that's not selling in their face because i can get triple the price of what the actual thing is because people are so desperate that's entirely possible was there their intention when they made this film I don't think so. I don't think so, but I am viewing it that way. Like, like a tickle. Someone goes in, um, and on the list, that's supposed to be a tickle me Elmo, and they don't remember exactly what it is. And they they say to the salesperson, "Yeah, it's a it's a Sesame Street character, and it's a doll." They go, "Oh yeah, Grover. Here you go. Okay, great. This will be perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'll be perfect. Get the hell out." so so he has a candy that has zero point none none point none chance
1: but he's getting the golden ticket excited about opening
0: that's another wrinkle charlie knows exactly what candy has the gold has the potential for the golden because ticket right show
1: it on the news right? of of the people buying the bars and buying the That's boxes the only, of bars. literally
0: the only thing anybody's buying so is charlie clue so he so if, he no, doesn't go
1: in the candy shop so does he not know what it looks like
0: or is it that he's being so nice that he's putting on a literal show them and acting excited when he already knows damn well the moment it was put in his hand this is a effing disaster
1: okay so and he plays the game shows i got it and turns around and he goes I that's just what i say to is it an f faces. is
0: it an f you no. i wanted to see your faces yeah. when, I, when
1: i and he's holding it and it looks like a moon pie it
0: absolutely looks like a moon pie it does it's absolutely a moon pie it has to be so he's and so he, sweet he, he breaks it off into little pieces and wants everyone to have an equal share but everyone says no it's yours
1: and now we have people in a factory yes just unwrapping bars and so it's looking- baruca
0: salt um and the family is the salt factory and they have a nut factory so they already have the employees but, look at all this.
1: but it's just such a waste that and i think that's the point to show just the waste that they're just unwrapping oh it's not in there and they toss it aside, and it's, toss it aside. it's very
0: reminiscent of way back when when mcdonald's had the kids meal with the Beanie Babies. Oh my gosh the entire flipping factory has been on the job and this actor that plays the dad is fantastic he was in the hard day uh excuse me help beatles movie as the assistant
1: and look at the signs on the walls of the factory i I
0: believe his his character name was algernon i think and so he says you get Five times
1: your salary bonus if you're the one that finds the ticket, That's and all the great. women cheer. Yeah. Because it says, "Willing hands make happy hearts."
0: There you go.
1: Wow. I think that it looks like a sweatshop shop to me. Salts peanuts. There you go. And then Baruchasal starts to just go off the rails, being a brat. And saying that you don't love me if you don't find the chocolate bar. And I'm never, or excuse me, the golden ticket. And I'm never going to talk to you again. And then now we have a girl who's found it. And she's waving in the air. And everybody's tossing the chocolate. And hooray! Cheers! Floor
0: supervisor takes her upstairs. And it's Slugworth in a trench coat.
1: The man on the street, Heather? Yes. This is a symbol of the sign of the times, and it shows just straight garbage (laughs) left over in wrappers and things just thrown into the street by people looking for the Wonka golden ticket. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is everybody looking for toilet paper during lockdown. Well,
0: I feel it's the cleanup after... Oh, gosh. I love the signs in, in the stores, no Wonka bars, don't even ask, in several different languages, I love it. I, Every I, hour
1: on the hour, if bars so, if there, are delivered by armored vehicle, and it's dropped yes. off by Pan Am. That's right. <laughs> the guy with the supercomputer, I love him! He looks like the guy from the Monkeys.
0: He does, but it's not him. You're thinking of Peter Tork.
1: And now we have a su- supercomputer with an algorithm that's going tell us where it is. I won't tell. That would be cheating.
0: The robot says.
1: If the computer will tell him, he will sh- gladly share the grand prize. And the computer's response is what would a computer do with a lifetime of chocolate? He's getting more and more frustrated. I love how
0: he's sweating.
1: He's pressing harder. Because he
0: is talking to the people that gave him the money to build the robot. Oh my gosh.
1: And now we have the next ticket is in America.
0: Violet Beauregard, the gum chewer, whose dad is a used car salesman.
1: Oh, he's apparently also a local politician.
0: Unspecified. She's like the original frenemy her, so her she, and Cordelia.
1: So Cordelia <laughs> originally held the world record for gum chewing. For gum chewing and so she, she talks about on air. On not just national television but national. Not being, just being shown in, in, in Munich, international television. Yeah. That she's been chewing on a piece of gum for 3 months solid. Straight when he's she's not
0: sticking it behind her ear.
1: Oh, (laughs) and she's got a full head of hair. (laughs) Uh, uh. We all know that feeling when that gum loses its flavor (laughs) and elasticity. Now, Uh. do
0: we want to talk about how you kind of like gum and I don't like gum? Because she does say I'm an avid gum chewer, but I had to switch to chocolate bars. I've never been a fan of gum.
1: I love gum. Gum is delicious. I love all flavors. I like all different types. I love bubble gum because I feel as though that if you're going to go on a road trip, I've said this before, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that you need to have cactus cooler. You need to have beef jerky, Doritos, just Bubble Gum. Ugh. <laughs> Now, I have not been chewing gum probably this entire year, and I don't think it would be recommended to be blowing bubbles underneath
0: your mask
1: (laughs) or blowing bubbles out in the air to catch all the germ molecules and then pop it and then put it back in your mouth. Oh, my God. Probably not the best idea
0: back in the day I would I would buy like winter green or you know spearmint gum and have it in my purse you know just as as a breath mint alternative um should I need it and I would always tear the sticks of gum in half and just have this the half stick to chew on just to get the flavor and then I would spit it out. Um, I just I didn't. But wouldn't enjoy you the find chew, that if you
1: tore it in half, wouldn't if it got all soft and squishy in your bag, wouldn't it ooze out of the the half foil? Oh yeah, all the time. The all that's the, time. the worst. I all think the that's time. every woman or person who's ever had gum loose and it would fall out of the pack, yeah. slide out of the sleeve. Mm-hmm. And it would be in the bottom of your bag or it'd be in the little side pocket and you'd forget and it'd get all hot and squishy and then it would stick to the inside oh, yeah. of your bag. And then it, oh, yeah. it's a one way ticket to destroying the inside of your bag. The yeah. lining mm-hmm. is the worst.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I actually, for a while, used a old antique, c- like cigarette holder, or mm-hmm. cigarette case holders, I would slide gum in there. Yeah, it's a great idea. Cause then it's contained.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I also would use it as a wallet. Yeah, <clears throat> good stuff.
0: They make okay. reproductions of those now, so you don't have to try and get um, a vintage one. I think, um, but, but if but you can find a cool, but if one. you find a vintage one, it's awesome. So, back, so classy. Back,
1: back to Charlie in the truck.
0: Oh, we're at the laundry shed.
1: Oh no, she's—he just said I got done early. I thought I would walk home with you. I know. Oh, so she's
0: not... No, it's it's not not at the house. No, she's an employee. I mean, she might own her own business. It's entirely possible. I hope
1: so. So, Charlie stopped by to to fill her in and let her, I thought you'd want to know that there's only two tickets left. And he is obviously very upset. And she tries to reason with him insane that it's almost impossible to find the golden ticket because there's billions of people in the
0: world and there's only five. She is here's the thing. She lets him say everything that he wants to say. She doesn't cut him off. She lets him say exactly what he wants to say and then she explains like you said that they She doesn't say anything about money. Right. She's just saying the chances of This is how many anyone. Doesn't matter who they are. Which I think is great. Because it's literally the quantity of people versus the quantity of tickets. And she says even if you had a sack full of money there was no guarantee that you would ever find it.
1: And he tells her that he wants to find it more than any of
0: Oh, my God. And then we get the song Cheer Up Charlie, which is just annihilating. It's so good. Walks through his tiny town under the moonlight.
1: And you can tell that this is a
0: working class
1: neighborhood. And now we have another ticket that was found by...
0: Mike TV dressed in his full cowboy regalia and
1: he could not be bothered or less interested in the people around it because he's mike tv and he's completely and 100 percent invested
0: and slugworth is one of the reporters don't you think it's a little ironic though that his name is mike tv and he is obsessed with watching TV wouldn't you think he'd be thrilled that there were TV camera reporters there to interview and film him
1: he does I, he does you understand. know what i mean
0: and that's just a little thing he's
1: not mike fame <laughs> i love the comic relief given for the evening report for, for this is you know, you know prime primetime television t- news. television news that everybody would tune into nationally and internationally, that he goes, even though all the tickets have been found. Well, there's there's, one left. There's more. There's one left. uh, Sorry, the tickets that have been found, don't be sad. Because remember, there are more important things than finding the golden ticket. And he goes, even though I can't think of any right now, you should focus on those things. I was like,
0: oh, God, it's so great. It's
1: just, he's just disappointed that he didn't find it. Mm-hmm.
0: And now we have, again, Grandpa Joe. Look, he pulls out a genuine Wonka bar. So he got the memo at some point that they messed up.
1: He, he they watched... done
0: messed up, A.A. Ron. Oh, the... the moon
1: pie. No, it's a bar. It is a chocolate bar it's a wonka bar at no point does it say wonka moon pie (laughs) filled with marshmallow fluff okay i'm sure it tastes good so yeah grandpa joe got the memo but where did he get the money if grandpa joe he said
0: his tobacco the money he uses for tobacco i believe is what he says this is the original unboxing video y'all which end do we she open first? Oh. And of course there's no golden ticket. No weenie whistle. No weenie whistle. Bummer and a half.
1: Oh, and here's Sotheby's auction house who has the absolute last case of Wonka bars.
0: <laughs> that the queen shows up to bid. I love it.
1: Do you, I would think she would phone it in.
0: Well, we don't see her on camera.
1: Right. And now we have this dramatic actress.
0: What what do they want? Her husband has been kidnapped. And they have just called to tell the ransom request. And they are requesting
1: her case of Wonka bars. And her response is, How long will they give me to think it over?
0: Paraguay, South America is where the last Ta- Wonka ticket was found. The multi-millionaire from South America. I, I think the photograph they use of the multi-millionaire is actually William Randolph Hearst. Oh boy. As a joke.
1: If you've ever seen Citizen Kane, <laughs> you know why people do not like Hearst. I do enjoy Hearst Castle, though.
0: Oh my gosh. can't wait to so go back
1: amazing. And then
0: did you know I looked it I looked it up a little while ago, the Hearst Castle website because I was actually looking to see if they had merch because I was interested. I buy a mug and um, a dish. I, I actually got sidetracked and actually didn't make it to the merchandise shop because I went down the rabbit hole of the different tours that they offer and they have a Christmas tour and it's called, I believe the title of the tour is called uh, Christmas at Twilight. Come on. It's a full day, y'all. Don't don't think you're just going to walk in and out of there. Uh, there it's, it's, there's, it's at the top it's got of a, a hill. A
1: lot of grounds. Top of the hill. Anyway. So it's televised that the last ticket has been found. Yes. And Charlie is supposedly asleep. Yeah. And they're like, Charlie will be so disappointed. And they said, don't wake him up. He'll find out in the morning. And it cuts to him crying.
0: Oh, gosh. Back at school, everybody's depressed as hell.
1: And I appreciate <laughs> the teacher so much saying, everybody's so sad. And I think that this is like, hey, look, uh, I was so busy looking for Wamka bars that I didn't really lesson plan and I didn't write your test. <laughs> So, he makes an announcement while all the children are very working very quietly at their desks, which, um, you know, this is way before cell phones and things like that. Kids aren't passing notes. And he says, I've decided that we're going to change our Friday schedule to to Mondays, which means that our exams we typically take on Fridays, you will now take on Monday, which I as a student, would be like, hell yeah, that means I got the whole weekend to study and get everything done that I didn't do this whole time? Great. <laughs> but since today <laughs> today's is Tuesday, it doesn't matter in the slightest. I love it. Oh, and we're gonna go over percentages. I'm not kidding you. To this day, this whole segment that he explains percentages is what I have used to explain <laughs> to my volleyball players how statistics work. 10%. And he, and being an excellent teacher, he makes it relevant of kids' things that understand. Now, they do this in an episode of The Office with Kevin, who's an accountant. Pies. Talks about pies. Now, if you eat, oh, how oh many my, pies? Oh well, I have my. no more pies. But then this is bad teaching, where he says, how many Wonka bars? Did you open Charlie? And he says two. Okay, two hundred. He goes, oh no, not 200. Two. And he goes two. How can you? How could you possibly think that you could find a Wonka bar by opening two chocolate bars? I mean, like you said, Heather and Charlie's mom, that you could have bags and bags of money. You right. could be Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, and dive into your Vault mm-hmm. of money. I mean, yeah, I guess you could say, well, the more you have, the more chances you have of getting the the bar of chocolate. But I mean, if there's 10 million bars of chocolate, whether you buy two <coughs> and open two or 200 or 2000, your chances overall, your percentage of winning is still the same. Whether you like, it's like a lottery ticket. Yeah.
0: Well, you can't win if you don't play,
1: right? At least Charlie played. Yeah. Well, technically,
0: Once, he said one and a half. Technically, he, he that. Technically, but he said that I opened pie. two. He only opened one. Yeah, because there was only one Wonka bar. Correct. And holy hell, we are finding a glittering coin in the you gutter. You know what? His head was
1: down because he was, he was depressed. depressed. But look what he found: money in the gutter. I would, I would stick my hand in there. That was like leaves. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like a diaper or something. No. <laughs> what
0: are we going to do with that money? And now we... What the, are we going to do with the, the money? The
1: music
0: it's picks uplifting. up again.
1: And it is the original song that we heard the Candyman came. Yes. And here we are in the candy shop. No one's there because there's no more craziness. So, he said, I would like a bar of chocolate, please. And he talks about all the different... So, of course, the candy man the is longest pushing... The
0: strum diddlyumptious. Which
1: is the candy bar he was pushing at the beginning of the film yeah. because it was the newest one. And Charlie proceeds. He cannot open it and, get, and eat his feelings mm-hmm. fast enough. Yeah. And as... Oof holy god and that's exactly I and mean, the they res- look like they're the size and, oh okay and back to my original assumption okay, okay. the candy man gives charlie the candy mm-hmm. and he is shoveling and mm-hmm. breaking off and shoveling it in his mouth and the candy man's response is uh where's the money
0: mm-hmm.
1: he was candy into the rich kids hands the usual he did it
0: with a smile he was he was not being a, a jerk he wasn't he
1: wouldn't have he wouldn't have treat no and even he says take it easy you're gonna give yourself a stomach ache eating candy like that charlie has money left over turns
0: back around and says okay oh. so okay okay the the circular tissue paper can't. moon
1: moon pie yeah
0: that it team. has it now it didn't mm. it didn't before do you think maybe that's why they bought him that one because it was different and it didn't have a label and they thought oh maybe that's how it looks when the golden ticket is in it do you
1: think that they didn't even buy him a real wonka this is candy? what i'm
0: saying to you D-
1: that it was the generic candy yeah Ugh. that's even
0: that's Ugh. even worse like the writing money brand
1: or something like Ugh. money is so precious and you still didn't buy the right thing.
0: Oh, oh God. okay. So anyway,
1: so I'm going to buy something for my grandpa Joe. Can I have a Wonka bar? And now there's Wonka bars. Of course there's Wonka bars. Stacked on stacked so, on stacked. Cuz nobody wants them now. Oh. The way the candy man. This is what I've always thought. Okay. The way the candy man responds to charlie on this on the turnaround and says i'm gonna buy it for my grandpa joe and he specifically turns around looks at the pile on the shelf and he picks a specific one there's what a hundred bars of chocolate he turns around and picks a specific one Mm -hmm. out of the pile and while he's putting the money away watches charlie walk out the door
0: So there's a hubbub at the newsstand.
1: The fifth ticket is a fake. That means the fifth ticket is floating around somewhere. somewhere. And now we have uplifting music again. Charlie goes into a doorway to get his Wonka bar out. I love the way he tears it open. Mm -hmm. Tears open the paper very neatly and slowly, carefully...
0: Music is building. We're going to peel it just
1: just and- enough.
0: And- oh! oh my gosh. There is a golden, golden ticket. Chucks the chocolate on the ground. Holds the ticket aloft. Oh, lady. Get your- Hold it up.
1: Hold it up. All right. And he's mobbed by all the people
0: at and they go, let me see it, let me see it. Oh, and the newspaper man helps him. Good job, good job. The newspaper man grabs him, gets him out of the crowd, and says, run home, run home, don't stop until you're home.
1: Those guys playing dice? (laughs) Oh man, he's gotta go run through the creepy underpass. Mm. Oh, Oh, Slugworth. Slugworth! And so we find out that Slugworth is in charge of Slugworth Chocolate Corporations, which is directly competition of Willy Wonka. And he says, "Get me the Everlasting Gobstopper. What is?"
0: And he ten thousand of these. Now I say that they don't say a a monetary because we're not ever really told what country we're in. You know, Right. we are not told where the chocolate factory is located. Um, we know we know obviously that it's filmed in Munich, but they I feel like they're very specific in not telling us where this country is. So that's but it's why obviously I think a
1: lot of money. Ten yeah! thousand of anything.
0: Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! Can we pause it for just one second? Can we pause it for just one second? Okay, he runs away from Slugworth. He runs down the hill and he skids to a stop and turns around because he's like, oh no, my house is the other way. There is a tracking shot of him running past a picket fence and there's greenery in the background and a slight up climb to go to the tiny house. Tell me, I've never noticed it until now. You tell me. Isn't it reminiscent Of. of the movie the Hobbit, when Bilbo is running with the contract in hand, and I'm going on an adventure, is it similar? Well, is not... it is it an inspiration for that yeah, shot? I, the yes, feelings, the it feelings, has to be. The feeling is the same. Oh, I okay. We're gonna have to do a screenshot split screen for the podcast when we do the disappearance. And story.
1: Charlie. Oh, screams and says it so fast that they're like, "What do you? What? The last one was the golden ticket. That was a fake. And, and then I bought it. I found money in the street, and I got a
0: walkabout. I opened it. It's real. Look at it. Okay, another thing. Can we pause? Okay, that energy and what you described is where you're so excited that you're trying to tell people what's happening, and you in your head saying it, you know exactly what you're saying. You, why and why isn't everyone else excited for you? You're talking so you yourself are talking so fast and you're so excited and you can barely breathe. Okay, Do you know mean your per, in your personal experience, if you've ever had a moment like that? because I know what mine was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I feel like
1: that happens to me more often than it should happen to a normal human being I feel like it happens all the time because people are like whoa slow down slow down what what's going on what's happening I don't know when I when I've won something I I feel like it's happened I don't I can't pinpoint one exact time but all my friends are like that's every time I see Kara when I get when I get really excited and enthusiastic about something the louder i talk the faster i talk and i talk over people I, I constantly interrupt people anyway but when i'm t- like i'm so excited i will jump in and jump in and it
0: drives people insane no because i know what mine is i've had i've had this exact experience where i was just the one time yeah Well, that matches this energy. Oh, okay. Where I was retelling what had just happened, and I was so excited. And people literally just stared at me like they were trying to figure out a Sudoku puzzle. And they're like, what? And I couldn't understand why they weren't excited. And so I had to relax. And so um, so I worked on a television show in the production office. I was a production office assistant. And I helped out in the wardrobe department and the props, and I did paperwork and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, it was for a television show called Veronica Mars. It starred Kristen Bell and there are other fabulous people in the cast. And one of the people that was a a frequent um, cast member, but not every single episode, but they bring him in, was Harry Hamlin. And for those of you who don't know who Harry Hamlin is, how dare you? But his biggest things that he's known for is for the television show L.A. Law and also for the film Clash of the Titans. And at that time, (laughs) at the time of the television show Veronica Mars, I was building a collection that I still have of metal lunchboxes from all over time. I had in my collection a vintage Clash of the Titans lunchbox. And on the front panel is Harry Hamlin in a a toga with the robotic owl. And so I I had been working on the show for a a while and I said to my boss, I explained to him, you know, my collection. I go, would it be okay if I brought it in and asked Mr. Hamlin, because I'd never met him, uh to autograph it. I actually didn't. I said I said, could I give it to you, my boss, and you go and talk to him and you do it. He goes, No. He goes, first off, that's a great idea. Absolutely. But I'm not gonna do it. You're gonna do it. And I go, okay. I'd never met him. And so they so it was so funny. So I brought it in and um, it was one of the episodes that he was on on the lot in his dressing room. And they go, "Um, okay, um, we actually need you to bring him some wardrobe and um, bring your lunchbox and a Sharpie. And I go, okay. And I've never met him. And honestly, I've never seen the movie Clash of the Titans. It's not very good, but okay. I think it's a huge landmark film because of all the different types of technology that was used in it. So it's a landmark film in its own right. Anyways, so I had all the stuff and I knocked on the door and um his door was actually open anyway so anyway um so i go oh hey um excuse me um wardrobe has um your costume for you he goes okay cool he was looking at he had his script and he was making notes and i go um and i don't know if you're busy right now and he goes no it's fine what's up and i go i i explain you i i had the lunchbox and he, he goes, he goes, oh my God. He goes, do you know that the company, when it was made, they sent me one of the prototypes. He goes, I still have it in my kitchen. And I go, <laughs> he goes do you want me to sign it for you? And I go, yes, thank you. And so he signed it for me. I still have it in my room. And um, he, he signed it to me and, uh, you know, did his signature. It was just so nice nicest person and so i had my low lunch box and i left him and i went up to the production office and everybody in the production office was waiting for me oh to see whether or not he would yes which they knew he would because he's so nice and um they go and i was like and so i started telling them what happened and literally like that they were just staring at me and they go what what Oh my god it was so embarrassing heather fangirled out i did now i so said so nice i've said this
1: before and i'll say it again whenever i know that i'm going to be meeting someone important or someone <laughs> famous i have to say say in my head depending on who it is over and over again don't be weird don't be weird don't be weird don't be weird don't be weird, don't be weird. i would have been so weird I would have just run in, and I just would have held up the lunchbox <laughs> and the Sharpie and go, Eh? Can you, can you, like, could you, like, sign this? And, and I, uh, uh, I, it would just be total world word salad.
0: Anyway, if Harry Hamlin or Lisa Renna are listening, uh, Lisa Renna also uh, was on the show, uh, and she played his wife on the show, and um, the nicest people. So thank you, uh, Harry Hamlin, for signing my lunchbox. I still have it, and I love it. Thank you.
1: I've got a golden ticket. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, back
0: to... Back to the movie that we're to, podcasting yeah, that, about.
1: That uh, He's handed it to Grandpa Joe yes. and all the grandparents, and they're
0: looking at it. For verification. And Grandpa
1: Joe reads the ticket.
0: And Might as well put a blue twitter check mark verified next to it because it is legit you can bring one member of your family and no one else your wildest dreams await you and charlie says grandpa joe i wish that
1: you could go and grandpa joe instantly Mm -hmm. this this guy this guy who hasn't had the strength to get up out of bed, to work, to do anything for, who, probably years.
0: Mm. Well, probably the way he's years. he's acting, yeah.
1: He is now going to go to the Chocolate Factory. Now, I guess, is he, but like, you know what, this is my last hurrah. In life, I I mean I can see that they've established the relationship between
0: Charlie and his grandpa. That it's. Do you think it's like one of those invitations, that you thought was going to be declined, but it would be not nice not else to would give he it. Have
1: taken his mother, but yeah. his
0: mother works. She's working.
1: His mother's working eighteen hours a That's day. True. She can't Seven go. days a week. Yeah. Cleaning other people's laundry. That's true. I don't think she has. So who would... I, I think this is his only option because it has to be a family member. That's true. So I think you... By original, default? I think the original thought is like you. Like, I'm going to have to go by myself. Like, I do everything by myself. Yeah.
0: Okay, Great. we have the fantastic song, I've, I've got, got a Golden, golden ticket, ticket, which is sung by Grandpa... Grandpa is singing, I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. Um, excuse me, sir. You have nothing. You, sir, are a plus one.
1: (laughs) I, and Charlie, without batting an eye, doesn't deny it. He instantly goes and gets Grandpa Joe's Shoe. shoes, the hat, the the ki- his coat, everything, that he's like, all right, Grandpa, we're going to get you. In I'm going to tell you right now, from being in the hospital, and Heather, I'm sure you can relate as well, when you've been hospitalized in a hospital bed for, I don't know, more than a day, you, it, things are atrophied. Things, sure you are exhausted you can barely take the 10 steps to get to the door to get outside to have a breath of fresh air this grandpa joe who's been in bed what we could assume for years he's now doing toe kicks and flicks
0: <laughs> with his cane oh my and God. he has
1: no problem going up and around the room so my question is has grandpa joe been faking it the whole time right that he's been bedridden but he's not i well, mean he would have. He would put a blazer his. on he's,
0: over a nightgown let's do that he's also he's not just dancing i mean i guess euphoria I mean, and he excitement could have severe depression and that's why he doesn't get out of bed and it has nothing to do with the his legs i mean that's a possibility i mean i think a lot of people can relate to that in COVID times. i
1: can't even do that <laughs> i <laughs> and now Charlie and his grandpa oh, are now in a choreographed Have... dance number, spinning. Have they been working on their moves at night? Well, maybe they—they've been waiting for their for their chance at vaudeville. Oh gosh! Holy crumpets! <laughs> it says you gotta be at the gates the first of October. That's tomorrow. tomorrow. Get
0: your stuff together, kids.
1: So then Charlie tells Grandpa Joe, what do we do about Slugworth? Uh-huh. And so I appreciate that Charlie tells Grandpa. Saw something
0: like, and said something. It, he did. Yeah. And I now, love that there's drink and food vendors milling through the crowd. They're like, I see a, a crowd, a big, I'm going to make a, a dollar. It's a
1: deal. Remember, the gates have not been open for years. Yeah. No one ever goes in, and no, no one, one ever, ever comes, comes out. out. So, if you lived in this tiny town, yeah, this would be the event to go to. I agree. So now we have all five winners, <laughs> and Augustus, of course, powdered donut is nonstop eating. Charlie does have his very bright his his birthday present. Yes, his red scarf. Grandpa Joe looks great. He does. For someone who, I mean, I guess if you don't wear clothes that often, you have one suit, it's probably not that worn. That's true. And if it's been like in a box, a cedar chest, it probably doesn't need to be pressed. Gene Wilder's great introduction. There we go. The first look that we get is Gene Wilder has a cane. He's walking with a severe limp, but he is. Dressed to the signs. very, very well. And everybody's looking at, like, what is wrong? Like, oh, this must be why he doesn't come out. Right. Because he's having difficulty walking.
0: The long walk down the red carpet.
1: And it's just him. Yes. And as he slowly approaches the gate, I I do appreciate that no one is pushing. No. No one is shoving you can hear a pin drop because everybody's like what what's going on and then right as soon as he gets to the gate his cane gets stuck in the cobblestone he goes oh no i don't have it and he does a somersault forward and every cheers hooray and that was an
0: into a spring up oh my gosh just magic absolute magic
1: and I love how he calls the people forward. There's no velvet... Oh, there's a velvet rope. But nobody tries to jump the line. Nobody tries to get in front of these people. And so then he welcomes every couple and says, this is going to be such an exciting day. I hope it is for you too. And I appreciate that he asks for the, the couples or the... The, the pairings mm-hmm. to present their golden ticket on their way in because again no ticket no
0: no access. I love they that Wonka takes the ticket. You don't get to keep it. I'd be like I'd like to keep it as a souvenir. It's probably gold, Heather. Well of course it's gold. It's a golden ticket.
1: No but I mean it's probably gold. <sighs> And he's so nice that even though he can already, he's already sizing up each yeah. child and looking at who they've brought. Woo-hoo! And I love how the security instantly closes and locks the yeah. gate behind Charlie and Grandpa Joe. Great, good, on we go. Mm-hmm. And into the factory they go. And can I just say that the band that's playing outside... Is just like the band, the brass band that plays at the Groundhog. Oh,
0: (laughs) Tawny Phil. Well, it would make sense if it's a polka band. They're filming in Germany.
1: And the coat hangers are actual hands.
0: (laughs) I bet you someone on Etsy makes those hand coat hangers. Oh, absolutely.
1: So now there's a contract on the wall. That's like a wallpaper. And the most important stuff is up front. And then the type gets smaller and smaller and smaller
0: and smaller. The
1: fine, again, the fine
0: print. Yep. The very, very bottom. Again, I bet you there is an art installation that you can purchase of that giant contract. I don't sign anything without my lawyer and neither does my kid. If you don't sign, then you don't go in. Them's the rules.
1: And so he knows that all the children are, don't you dare stop me. I would assume that all the children are signing that they would be the These are all the legal guardians to be the witnesses to make it legally binding. Yep. Because don't only the children sign? As far as I see, <laughs> and Grandpa Joe, do you have any problems? And he goes, "Sign away, Charlie. Go ahead and sign your life away. Because what do you, what do you got to lose?" Oh. And I agree, a hundred percent, because they literally have nothing. Right. They live in a shack, and four grandparents live in a bed. Live in a shack.
0: And Going to the shrinking room. And the rhyme he does when he's unlocking. Oh. Oh, boy. BC, before COVID, when you were in a crowded elevator, I and tell you. And you know,
1: ya. and I, the, and you know what? A whole bunch of strangers from different parts of the world, being in a small tiny room, somebody, somebody's, somebody's touching, touching me. me. Oh my gosh. Are you sure? Are you sure this is the way we came in? Oh. Oh. oh here we Fun go, Fun house. Folks. I've had enough already. We're getting out. We're leaving. You just got here. You have to go forward to go back. Now oh, and the, and this the,
0: this sets in up the narrow hallway.
1: the the crazy mind of what Willy Wonka. Who he is is the word games,
0: the mind games, the the force perspectives. Oh, here we go with the double talk. We're going to go and enter the nerve center of the dream factory. Rock Mononoff. Because it's a musical lock. Here we enter with the iconic song. Here we go. You love it. You know it. You can't live without it. It's pure imagination. Now, Heather, wouldn't
1: this be the greatest family group costume for halloween oh man it'd be fantastic
0: i've wanted to do a willy wonka costume for a long time i actually quite a while ago found a full-length velvet purple paisley trench coat which i have worn in the past but i've never been able to uh, piece together the top hat and the, the bow tie, the bow tie, and the ruffle shirt and everything, but
1: but it's not a ruffle shirt.
0: It's, no, it's, it's a, a it's floral. A, you're right. It's a paisley vest, floral paisley vest with a white shirt. Yeah, and a green uh, bow tie. Bo- well, it's a it is a bow tie, but I I'm sure there's a specific name for it. Just like it's how there's very, like a Windsor knot. Yeah, and it's a, a tie. very Victorian, romantic era, pale green bow tie
1: (laughs) i love that the mushroom topper that he makes into an umbrella is very obviously made of styrofoam yes because you can can see
0: pieces of it chop chop uh, popping off when he stabbed it i know
1: but can we talk about as the, all the children are eating all of the edible things that are in this courtyard of mm. jellies and Uh-oh. candy canes and licorice rope and chocolate, and gummy bears. and Heather, didn't you say that the somersault that he does in the introduction of him walking to the gate mm-hmm. was completely improvised?
0: Um, uh, n- no, um, Yes and no, um, that, that trick, that stunt was created by Gene Wilder, and the, it was during the negotiation of his contract to sign on to be the lead. I guess you could say that Charlie, the character of Charlie is the lead, but I mean, let's be real, the star of the film is Gene Wilder. Um, he said, <clears throat> I have an idea. And I want the long, I want to be a long walk. He had it all in his head of how he wanted it to look of his introduction. And they go, well, I don't get it, why? And he goes, it's important to me. And if you don't want me to do it, then you find someone else. And they go, okay, fine, that's fine. But why do you feel it's so important? He goes because you'll never, you as an audience member will never know if my character is telling the truth or is pulling an act. For the the rest of the film. For the rest of the film, you won't trust him. And it's true.
1: You don't know when he's jesting and when he's serious because when he's doing the whole play, when he's doing the pure imagination down the stairs, He's whipping his cane back and forth, yeah. and then he goes down the stairs and then steps back, and the kids are like, oh, wait, are we going? Are we not going? There's always that knee-jerk reaction. But when he
0: lets them go and run free, he's, and the kids are, like, reaching for the candy, and they can't reach it, he uses Knocks his the- cane to accidentally knock the candy down. So it shows that he's a nice guy.
1: That he wants people to enjoy yes! his creation.
0: Here come the Oompa Loompas, first appearance. They bringing got out the pure, sugar.
1: Pure sugar cane.
0: Oompa Loompas? From Loompa Land?
1: That's make believe. Tell that to the Oompa Loompas. So he talks about how the Oompa Loompas were in this horrible country getting gobbled up by. by
0: doodles and snozwinders. winders.
1: So that he brought them to the factory to save them. So he is a philanthropist, people. He is taking in... A conservationist? In, he is taking in refugees. Yeah. And he's giving them work. He's creating jobs, Heather. That's right.
0: Creating yeah. jobs job and creator. joy.
1: And I, I'm sure that... Uh, he, I mean, he's using cane sugar. He's not using high fructose t- corn syrup. So is this, uh, you know organically made candy. Is it gluten free? Is It It might. Well don't ask Augustus Glute. Home. Oh my gosh.
0: Drinking straight from the chocolate river. Oh
1: my precious chocolate you're gonna miss with the oh. oh no. Now I do know that the actor, the child who was drinking the chocolate river they said no pretend to drink it don't actually drink it because the water was had so much dye in it Ugh. they go it'll make you ill okay, we actually don't know how ill it will make you so don't yeah don't 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 drink from the chocolate river i you know what i would i would it's fair to say don't drink any water source that you don't know
0: so augustus is stuck in the tube and and the suspense is terrible. I hope it'll last.
1: Again, you see that he's... I mean, Heather, you're saying he's a nice guy, but... Uh, he's kind of, <laughs> okay, so within five, ten minutes of entering the factory and signing the contract... One we've down. Are, one down. We've got four contestants left, people. Four, and we get our first Oompa Loompa, and they're pouring sugar
0: into the chocolate river. Now, what's great about this is they put the lyrics on the screen, so they're already building in a sing-along audience.
1: I could look up it.
0: Do you think that when the when it was originally in theaters, the different that, languages that well one yeah do they have to do insert um translations for the different countries it sent it to and then also do you think on repeat viewings uh people actually sung along
1: i know i do why
0: (laughs) (laughs) we have now been he gives a, a french monologue saying that here comes the boat and that boat is fantastic
1: that is a boat you would expect at disneyland
0: yeah like at a storybook land
1: so again, we get this, you know, by the look of it, and the tone, that this is going to be like the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. That you don't know. You're sailing on a chocolate river with a crazy man, and an Oompa Loompa who At the is wheel. behind the wheel.
0: Yeah. Here we go.
1: Now, Heather, would you say that this boat is eco-friendly?
0: Well, I mean... They got the turnstile. Oh yeah, I don't know what you would call it. The paddle paddle wheel boat at the end and the uh oompa loompas are, are the ones churning the wheel. So yeah, I guess. I mean there's not any So
1: far everything has grown inside of like a what do you call it? A ecodome? Mm. Kind of biosphere. Yeah. So far. We got sugar cake. Nobody ever goes in or out. So I think I think it's uh the people are isolated, so I don't think very many people get sick. Outside, what about the opalopas being exposed to other human beings? Did no one ever think of this?
0: Probably not. Here comes the tunnel, guys. Here we don't comes know the tunnel. Which way
1: the water's flowing. We're flowing.
0: Now this is this is the, the energy. psychedelic freak out. Yeah,
1: this is the energy you get when you're on the universal studios backlot tour Char- charlie and grandpa joe are loving every second
0: of it whereas everybody else is freaking is out f- and rightly so because they show very disturb i mean on a scale of one to ten but i mean disturbing images of snakes and bugs and animals and just its like what the hell is going on is,
1: is, it? If there's a hurricane of blowing. I, did Did Wonka accidentally drop some acid before they got on the boat?
0: Accidentally?
1: I think that's how he comes up with his best ideas. Yeah. So my question is because neither of us have ever seen, have ever read the book. Yeah. Is this in the book? Does that rhyme uh, for him to just literally lose his mind and then he <laughs> says? Stop the boat. Stop the boat. And then the lights come on and they're at a dock.
0: Going to the creamery, y'all.
1: Notice only authorized Oompa Loompas only. And he's got to have a special key to get inside. Okay. So before they go in the room, he blocks the door and says, Now remember, no touching, no tasting, no
0: telling. Telling. No telling what.
1: But he... They just came from a place where they were allowed to touch and eat and try everything. So Try to say that to a young kid and say, Alright, you got to eat everything before, but not, not for the rest of the tour. Now stop. Right. And so he specifically mentions Slugworth.
0: Because they're going to the secret testing room.
1: And this is where all my secrets... Are and he will pay, a What was it like a hefty price? Something. It wasn't a penny because again we've talked about.
0: I think he says something like, "Uh, "I he'd give his teeth." Slugworth would give his teeth to have the formula.
1: Looking at that guy's teeth, he doesn't really take that good care of him. So So now we've just got Bunsen burners and things popping off and
0: smoke.
1: See again. Everything is run off of steam, mm-hmm. and he's churning. Oh, jeez! He's churning and making cream or uh, like egg white peaks by being on a stationary bicycle. I think that uh Wonka was ahead of his time.
0: Peloton should have come out with that bike <gasps> to make homemade ice cream during the quarantine. You get this- your you get your exercise in. And then when you're done, you have the corn, you have the, you have the ice cream.
1: I love that he adds cleats to a concoction and he goes, what is that for? And he says, it
0: needs more of a kick. And then we've got the gobstopper machine, which to me, the art, uh, the, the construction and the look, the art design of it very much looks like this. Yeah, there's your meme. There's you want to see. You want to see. Uh, the Gobstopper machine very much looks like the star-off star machine from Dr. Seuss, the Star Valley Sneeches. to you know, me. whats
1: a what's the, what's the whos it It's mm. also the machine from the Lorax, also, when they're taking the trucula oh, trees and they're making tr- the yeah. socks and yeah. the stuff, in the best... Gene Wilder, when he listens to the girls that are in the group, he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. You have to speak a little, open your mouth a little wider when you speak. And then also we got Baruka who does her nix, like, oh, promise. Mm-hmm. And she crosses her fingers like a horrible person. And everyone gets one and one only. And then now we have our making a full course
0: meal in one piece of gum.
1: And of course, we're, we're he, Wonka's reading the room. So, so far we know that the little, uh, well, not so little, uh, chubby boy, he drank all the chocolate. Mm-hmm. And now we have the young lady... Who Violet, who loves chew gum, and of course now we're in a room where the piece of gum is going to last forever, and now we have the side effects, and she's describing what it tastes like. No, stop, stop her. (laughs) And so she goes through the different courses of the food, tells us what and and blueberry pie. And so now she's turning into a blueberry. And Violet, you're turning Violet.
0: She's blowing up like a balloon!
1: It happens every time. They all become blueberries. And he goes, you knew this was gonna happen? Oh, and then the little... little, The little flute that he plays to to call the Oompa Loompas. He's gotta squeeze before she explodes.
0: So... Obviously, uh, when she was normal size, they just hit her wow. with a blue light on the set. But now that she's in a completely rounded, inflated wow. costume, they actually put blue makeup on the actor's face. And Gosh. they're rolling her. And they're literally rolling this person. I hope they all did it in one take because you get so dizzy. Shall, Shall we roll, roll on? Off. Roll out. Oh. oh, we got to lick the wallpaper. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Just stick your tongue on this wall in an unfamiliar place that you've never the been to. strawberries
1: hey, you like strawberries. And he has had just about enough of that. What is it? Baruca? Yes. Baruca salt? Oh, the bubble room. Man. Fizzy lifting
0: drinks.
1: So, he says... We'd have, it's way too powerful. We'd have children floating and flying all over the place. So Grandpa Joe goes, let's try some. What's the worst that could happen? And then, of course, they lift up into the air.
0: I mean, they are pumping that bubble machine well, hard
1: it's in the Which middle you, of the room oh it's fantastic it's i giant, love it it's a giant bubble I love,
0: and you know those are real bubbles you know I i'm sure
1: it. grandpa joe is like man my feet are tired
0: well yeah it's floating a, in the air feet. now
1: uh, and of course they're getting go, higher and go, higher uh, there's nothing uh, to grab onto, and they're going towards the uh, fan they start freaking out and they start belching and of course
0: to just, expel the gas yes right
1: so they burp all the way down. And they say, let's catch up to the group. And now we have...
0: The oh, geese with the golden eggs.
1: So you do you think this is a nod to, like, Cadbury? Like, Cadbury eggs?
0: Well, but Cadbury always had a bunny. That quacked like a duck.
1: But aren't they chocolate eggs?
0: Cadbury, yeah. And they're, they a, and they're in a gold foil.
1: But... They don't say what the eggs are filled with, aren't they chocolate? He says chocolate,
0: right? Doesn't
1: yeah, that they so they're chocolate eggs?
0: I, so yeah? there's the the
1: egg evader,
0: the egg indicator indicator.
1: Even Charlie is over this girl, and he goes, "Okay, uh, oh, you want you want a golden goose? Yes." And now we have a song about was it give it to me now don't
0: care how i want it now
1: and so the dad's like okay how much you want they're not for sale and then i'm gonna throw a tantrum so i'm going to disrupt the work the the
0: wrapping i want the world i want the whole world i'm gonna lock it away in my pocket, pocket. it's my, my bar of chocolate, chocolate. Give it
1: to me now.
0: Oh, I want today. Don't care how oh, I want it
1: now. And then look at she's now she's kicking stuff. She's knocking. Oh, the boxes. The amount of time it's an effort it's going to take. And you know what? All of those were san. Those were all sanitary before. And of course, I. Th- Do you think that she's wearing a little red dress like a little orphan Annie? Because it's kind of got the same. No. Do, 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 I, I haven't watched the Annie in a, quite a long time. No. but And she gets on the in, indicator egg. egg indicator indicator And whether or not it's a good egg or a bad egg. And while she's hitting her note, oh, it's a bad egg. Oh, and down the chute you go. And I like the... The
0: echo echo all the way down. Very Looney Tunes. Very Looney Tunes. The garbage shoot. To the furnace. I love the dad because he's like, there's no possible way that he could be telling the truth. That he's basically just murdered my child in front of me.
1: (laughs) And of course, he goes after her. And he goes, well, the furnaces switch every other day. So their chances are pretty good. So again, it always goes back to chance and luck. You got a good sporting chance. And again, and if you were wise, you would listen to me.
0: Here comes the uh, text on screen.
1: Cat, shame. Exactly who's to blame? So the Oompa Loompas have a choreographed dance, and song that they have adjusted for each situation for each child, which they obviously planned on children doing the wrong thing. Now we're getting into this, another crazy contraption that's run by Bubbles. So, again, eco-friendly here, people.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Uh,
1: and everybody's covered in foam, and it's... It's a mess. It, and then they go through a squeegee. What did we go through?
0: Wonka wash, spelled backwards.
1: You know, can't we just walk?
0: If God had wanted us to walk, He wouldn't have allowed us to invent roller skates. Yeah. Embroider that on a pillow, why don't you? And
1: so now we have the little kid who's.
0: Name- All about TV.
1: And so he decides to explain how everything works instead of allowing Wonka to do it. Again, here's the excitement. I know more than you do.
0: Yeah.
1: And so we're going to shrink the size and transport the chocolate bar to the TV, reconstructing all the particles in the television. How can you grab it? It's a picture. Oh, well, here it is. I tried it. It's perfect. And, of course, Mr. Mike TV wants to know, what about people? And, yes, I'm I'm sure I could. Well, I'm pretty sure. And so, look, I'm going to be the first one transported. Please stop. Make him stop. Don't do it. Uh, so now he's being transported through the air, being reassembled from... A million tiny little pieces. And he is super tiny on TV. Look at me. I'm in television. Wow. Am I coming in clear? Oh, thank God he's unharmed. You call that unharmed? It's interesting to note that you talked about earlier about how he was uninterested when yeah, people... When, when the
0: cameras were there to film Look him. at me, Mom.
1: I'm a TV star.
0: See? That's what I'm saying.
1: And no one's going to hear about this. She puts him in her handbag and goes, what, what do we do? And she hands, we're going to put him in the taffy machine and stretch him out. And no, I want, holds you responsible for what happens.
0: Here we come to one of the other most iconic scenes in the entire film, where we go into Willy Wonka's office, personal, private office, where everything is cut in half. But before we actually go
1: into the office, everybody's grabbing their coats and hats. Well, not everybody. It's
0: says, literally the only three people left are Willy Wonka, Grandpa Joe, and Charlie. Because he is the last child, you know, Wonka goes, okay, uh, goes down his list he's of looking, things to do. And he's looking at telegrams, phone messages that
1: he and needs to Charlie return. And Charlie goes, what about the other children? What's going to happen to them? He tells Charlie not to worry that when they leave, they'll be restored to their normal, terrible selves. They'll be a little wiser
0: for the wearer. This whole day has been wasted. Oh boy, they're going to go speak to the manager. Grandpa Joe go. has not been out of the house for years. And he's going to go speak to the manager energy yeah. right now. And now we see what you were talking about is that everything is cut in half. half. Someone has to have a replica of this office somewhere. Oh my gosh, this speech. When does he get the lifetime supply of chocolate? He doesn't.
1: He broke
0: the The rules. rules.
1: What rules?
0: We didn't see rules, did Did we?
1: we? And of course, this is in the very, 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 very fine print. Because even when he talks about the contract that you yourself signed, here's a copy right here, and he takes out a magnifying glass, and he's having to read it, and the energy and the etc, 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 I, the undersigned, etc, etc, you stole fizzy lifting drinks! You bumped into the ceiling that now has to be washed and cleaned!
0: And And sterilized! And the
1: ultimate mic drop by Willy Wonka is so you
0: get nothing, you lose, good day, sir. And yet, Grandpa persists.
1: Even though he he knew that they did something wrong, but yeah. how dare you
0: crush... A
1: little boys, boy's hopes and dreams. And
0: smash them into pieces.
1: And I said, Good day, sir. Mm-hmm. And they take him out. And he s- tells Charlie, Grandpa tells Charlie, <gasps> that you, we're going to give Mr.
0: Slugwork exactly what he asked for the and- ever laughing gobstopper. And we're going to get the money. And Charlie says, Nay. Because he knows that he stole the fizzy lifting drink. And so he goes, that's fine. I
1: get nothing. And so he just says, Mr. Wonka. And he leaves the gobstopper on Wonka's desk. Mr. Wilkinson. Pleasure. Thumbs up. He works for me. I had to see. I had to test the children. And you pass the test and you won and grandpa joe is very confused
0: so much time and so little to do strike that reverse it let's get in the glass elevator you mean the vonk yeah elevator can only go up and down
1: but a wonk can go up and down and slant ways and sideways and up Front ways, ways and, and
0: back ways, ways and any ways you can imagine i've, I've d- d- pressed all the buttons all of them And you press a button and it, it zing, it takes you off
1: to anywhere in the factory. And there's only one button that I haven't pressed yet. Of course, it's the red button. And he's like, go ahead, Charlie, press the button. So, of course, they press it. And what's happening? I don't know. I've never pressed it before. And then he goes, all right. And he's looking at the speed. And he goes, ah, if we don't speed up, we'll never get through. Through what? The ceiling. And Charlie's like, oh my god. Here it comes. And then blasts through the glass. Do you think the shattering of the glass ceiling is him rising up through the glasses? Oh my god. Is that that too deep? What a great town. And so, God, we can see our house from here. Gene Wilder's not that old, but yet he tells Charlie that I'm so glad that you like it and you think it's the most wonderful place in the world because I'm giving
0: it to you. But here's the thing. He's... Obviously Charlie's too young to take over. That's the point. He's going to be an intern. Uh, He's going to be learning. And when he comes of age... He'll hand it He's going to
1: be on the board of trustees. That's right. Do you think Grandpa's going to be on the board?
0: I'm sure he'll insist.
1: But he goes, what about my
0: family? And he goes, I want you to bring them all. Best line at the end of the movie ever. Wait, wait, wait. Don't forget what happened when the man suddenly got everything that he ever wanted. What? He lived happily ever after, of course. It's Just like, oh my God! Who
1: says money can't buy you happiness? <laughs> I would, I would dare to say oh. he has a, <coughs> a, what? a what? well chocolated machine instead of well, instead of a well oiled machine. Oh, okay. That he has everything so finely tuned, yeah, that it runs itself, and he's got a crew. Of factory workers that live in the factory. And so they're turning out chocolate 24-7. Yeah. And they're living off the grid. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a good person and you choose to do the right thing, even if you might mess up. And have a couple bumps in the road along the way, you can
0: have a good life. And maybe go on a tour of a chocolate factory and you might end up owning the place. You never know. That's why if you sign up for the Wonder Bread Bread Factory Tour, you just never know what might happen. Have you ever taken the tortilla tour
1: at Disneyland California Adventure? (laughs) Don't you get a
0: tortilla? You do!
1: See? You do. See. Have you ever gone to the Sourdough Bread Factory in San Francisco? No. Delicious. (laughs) I wish I could say I've been to a chocolate factory. I have not. Mm. But all the times that I've seen people make candy in videos online, like sugar candy, candy canes, old-timey candies, like when Mike Rowe went to make the caramel oh and my make gosh. the candies. He did a terrible job, but he tried his hardest, and he made a huge mess, but you know what? The candies were so delicious. Even if they don't look perfect, they still taste good. It's true. And So again, guys,
0: if That's you That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Right.
1: If you haven't heard about the history channel the candy. candy that made america there's also the food that made america it's fantastic i i, I highly recommend it you'll it is entertaining you could have it playing on in the background uh you know while you're playing on your phone who knows but oh, if you're playing candy crush you could can play candy land there's also a candy land show on the food network uh, with Christian Chenowick, and you know, maybe self isolation or staying at home, maybe you ventured into the making your own candy. We never got that bored or that desperate. We just, uh, you know, add to cart and drop yes. off and put it in my hand. and Chocolate Factory, it's a classic. I love it. I love the original. Makes you laugh it makes you cry (laughs) i cried at the end when they get in the elevator because i know it's coming and i think it's the most wonderful ending to a film and gene wilder is great grandpa joe even though he's a little bit annoying he still gets to live in the chocolate factory and then little charlie as heather mentioned that was his one and only film and i think that's what even makes it more perfect yeah is that he was charlie yes and everybody who was in it was great uh it it makes me want to go eat some chocolate right now
0: well on that note i think we're gonna say goodbye thank you everyone so much for uh watching along with us and i hope you enjoyed and be sure to tune in next time for i'm not complaining
1: i'm just asking for you to invite either heather and i as the plus one when you when you've got a golden ticket. I'm not going to be Grandpa Joe and Grandpa say I. Because you've got the golden t- the ticket, ticket. And I'm just asking for you to invite us. <laughs>